0: and you're listening to Java with Jen, with your host, Jenilee Samuel. All right, so welcome back. This is part two of marriage i don't even know what to call this episode (laughs) we'll we'll figure it out but i have andy and pat here this is part two last week we dove into the the finances and sex as two of the top four issues that really plague marriages and so we got into that some really great stuff with that and this week we're going to hit culture and in-laws and then communication and so i really especially want to get into communication because they have some great tools here so welcome back again thank you thank you. Thank you for being here again Okay, so last week we hit those first two. This week, culture and in-laws. How do you see two Americans that get married? How do you see culture as an issue (laughs) there, and where do in-laws fit? (laughs) (laughs) That's a big question,
1: huh? You want to start? Yeah, it's a loaded question, frankly, because there are so many different uh, nuances to what you just asked without even saying a thing.
0: So, how would you Um, define culture then?
1: Culture is a summary. Is a sum total of. Norms, traditions, values, and beliefs practiced by most people most of the time. That's what I was training when I was in my business classes. Okay. So it's the majority of my traditions, it's the majority of my customs, it's the majority of my beliefs, and it's the majority of just how I see things that I practice mm-hmm. in everyday life. Okay. So if I'm...
2: Mindsets, everything.
0: Yeah. So every yeah. family has a culture. They sure yes. do. Yeah.
1: And if I am working with, for example, with a Latino cu- culture,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the culture itself and its core value says the man is in charge. The wife will submit to anything that is asked of by the man. The kids will submit to anything asked of by the wife and or the husband. And then you take that thought process that might be in the husband, and you bring him into a biblical marriage with a wife who is a co-equal.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yet in his perspective, he thinks no. My mom and dad did X, Y, Z, thus mm-hmm. you should do X, Y, Z. Right. Then it becomes an issue. We've dealt with a number of couples where the husband, in most cases, would think hey, I'm the husband, what I say goes. You have no say in the matter unless I ask for it. In other mm-hmm. words, if, if, you, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you, pretty much. It doesn't work that way. And we've had to constantly tell these guys, look, your culture has merit, it has value. Mm-hmm. I respect the fact that you have that way of looking at life, but quite honestly, your biblical values, in every case, needs to out-trump your cultural values. Yes. It has to be that way. Mm-hmm. So what the word does in that sense is that love was a playing field it says to any couple that come at us with an issue you're just as important as the husband you're just as important as the is the wife mm-hmm. what you say is as important to me as what you say mm-hmm. wife to husband so in many cases learning how to live biblically means you basically have to unlearn what you were grown up with mm-hmm. and what your private logic said you should look like <laughs> and what you should think like and how yeah. you should function so like we talked about last week uh, and it also says I have to not only put off the old man, Colossians talks about that in chapter 2 uh-huh. or 3, but I have to put on or I have to relearn or I have to become new
3: mm-hmm.
1: in places where I've never been before. Wow. That's yeah. why I need to have a mentor. That's why I need to have models. That's why I need to have other people who hold me responsible and accountable for what it means to grow up in a biblical perspective mm-hmm. as a husband and or as a wife.
0: So really you just described yeah. the whole reason marriage is ever hard
3: Yes. Uh, in all the
0: categories of of practical application, culture, and the way we view things. That's where the work is, is is undoing the way I see things. And not even that I see it wrong, but if it doesn't work for him, then it's not going to work for us, right?
1: First Corinthians chapter seven, verse 23 says, if you are to be married, be careful because you will have problems yeah yep. Paul says that mm-hmm. so, and that's, so
2: if you're having problems yep. you're in a biblical marriage we you're say welcome to b- the biblical yes. marriage because yeah. that's normal. the way it's supposed to be
1: yes. Now we can give you tools to help you to help it not be as difficult yeah but the reality is when you bring two sinners into a relationship and you both say I do to the other person I'm bringing with me my sin
3: uh-huh.
1: and he's bringing with me her sin you and, and Stephen you're bringing with each of you your sin patterns uh-huh. so to do that means you've got to get through the old and then become new in the process yeah. of becoming a new believer. Well, and I want
0: to even, sorry, I just want to even, Go. maybe not even use the word sin. Okay. Because sometimes it's not even wrong, it's just different. It's just
1: different. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's exactly. what I would say. Because
0: I feel That's like some, yeah. some people feel like when they have a lot of conflict in their marriage, they begin to assume, uh-oh, this isn't going to work. Or, mm-hmm. uh-oh, what are we doing wrong? Or You know what I mean? There becomes a lot of shame and a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But when, if you realize, this is just as simple as different. Yes. And Super. we just got to help different meet yeah. in the middle. And then you can shake off all the weight that shame brings and false accusation. And you can realize that it may not be two sin issues. It may just be, he's an introvert. I'm an extrovert.
3: Yeah.
0: Why yes. can't we have fun together? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, we can, yeah. we just got to figure out what's in the middle. Yeah. You know? or We're not better from each
1: other. We're just different yeah. from each other. And
0: so. yeah. you know, we,
2: we have talked, we, we taught, we teach a class called saving your marriage before it starts with Leslie and Les parrot. And, uh-huh. um, and it is phenomenal to see, you know, what differences you bring in. Even though, okay, you're an American, I'm an American. Yeah. We both grew up in Texas, but that that's where it ends. That's yeah, where it ends. Male-female itself is different. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You got that too. You know, but just to start to explore who you really are mm. and how and they do a personality profile individually. Yeah. And, and it's only between you as a couple. So it shows you... How you're blending, where your likelihood of issues are going to rise uh-huh. up, yeah, you know, and it also begins a lot of talking points, even holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. holidays you could be yeah, yeah. How do you celebrate? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stress around holidays. Yeah, there's you is. know, when family issues and all that stuff, and how to navigate and mm-hmm. how to how to take what you enjoy from your life, what you enjoyed from you know each each one of it, and bring it into to make to your own. Tradition. Yeah. yeah. And that you've learned to cleave. You mm-hmm. are not yeah. stuck to your parents, and that's part of cultural too. Because mm-hmm. even in, in certain cultures, the parents reserve a lot of uh, influence. Influence, yeah. and yeah. that yeah. needs to be cut. Right. You honor your parents, yeah. right? You know, but they are not to run your lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you know, yeah. and they're not to be giving you direction unless you've asked for it. Right. You when know. I, yeah.
1: When I said I do to my wife. At that, at that moment in time, I gave up my family of origin, and I assumed a family of choice.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And in that family of choice, what I said is, you're the most important person, Andy Cooper, to me. My mom and my dad still carry weight. They still, yeah. what All they say day. has merit, yes. mm-hmm. but it doesn't carry the same volume of strength as what my wife says. Right. So I've let go of my, in that sense, I've let go of my family of origin,
0: mm. and
1: I've picked up a family of choice.
0: Right. Yeah, and I, um... I feel like even differences, a lot of times that we we can look at differences like they always have a negative experience. Yes. But I know me and my husband, we kind of had fun sometimes rewriting. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we did yeah. this as a kid, but I didn't always like that. So let's do it different, right. you know, and feeling that freedom almost right. like new your,
1: traditions. Yeah. Almost. New
0: traditions, almost like yeah. your first time to move out of the house. I get to decorate yeah. however yeah. I want, furniture, you know, and so it was <laughs> like, in some ways it's it was fun, fun. Yeah. but I feel like what makes a difference between when differences become difficult is that a When you're choosing to make the changes because you're choosing it, then it's going to automatically be easier um, because you're cognitive, you're Mm -hmm. mindful. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we're different by default and we're not actually thinking through, like, Mm -hmm. and I've told my husband before, I'm like, hey, listen, I've just recognized that if we're not intentionally being different, we default to what we're programmed to. Right, and you don't even see it. And we don't even see it, and we just act it out. And so we just have to be like, intentional and cognitive to be like, oh, I, I don't really like the fact that, you know, there was lots of yelling in my childhood home. Mm-hmm. Let's have Let's a more serve. peaceful environment, you know? And how yeah.
2: did we want to go about that? Yeah. And so yeah. what was yeah. our triggers? Yeah. That caused the arguments. One right. of my intentions
1: you know? is, do I live to serve me
2: mm-hmm.
1: or do I live to serve we? Mm. And so I've had to learn that me is no longer my worldview. Mm-hmm. We is now my worldview. Right, right. And if we is not happy, it's because I've not done something about the me in me. Mm. They need to leave. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's really good. Okay, so I have heard a lot of, you know, we've experienced our, you know, a decent share, not a ton, but like in-laws. I I hear some of my Christian friends, um, or just friends, whoever friends, yeah. Yeah. um, struggling through, you know, parents. A lot of times it's parents not knowing the boundaries, mm-hmm. and a lot of times boundaries aren't known if they're not communicated. Yeah. So how do you draw yeah. parent draw boundaries yeah. with your parents? While still conveying, I love you. Love I want you respect. a part of our life. Yeah. We respect your voice, mm-hmm. but there needs to be a line. You yeah. know what I mean? That's it's that, tough. That, that can be tough. It it
2: can, it can be tough, yeah. and it can be awkward. But the first step is you, as a couple, mm-hmm. need you have to, to know iron to agree on. Yes, yeah. you have to iron it out. We're working with a couple right now that they haven't communicated, and has caused all this turmoil in their marriage, and it's like. You're going to have to communicate. And mm-hmm. you first, before you can communicate anything, because what do you want to tell them? Well, they couldn't figure it out. Yeah, See, no. they need to, they they as a couple need to look at it, articulate mm-hmm. what they're Together. needing, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And then, as a united front, present it kindly to the parents. Just mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah. we're married now, and we're, we're establishing our own home, our own ways. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, you know, we don't need you to be giving us money or... Or, you know, because I always had strings. Mm, Right. Or we're not going to be able to come every Sunday for dinner like we always used Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. You know, maybe once a month. Whatever y'all as a couple decide that's convenient and feels good Mm -hmm. for Mm y'all, that's what you present. Yeah. You know, and you do it with love. Yeah. Yeah. And I just always reassure them that we love you, you know, and make it joyful when you do come together. Right. Yeah,
0: we won't
3: ask.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well,
0: I was going to say, and I can imagine just the fact that lines are being drawn, and even if it's done really well, doesn't ensure the parents will no. respond well. No, no but it, it's the,
2: still important. Yeah. It's important. That, and even if they don't respond well or they don't talk to you for six weeks, they have to understand because it's hard for a parent who has taken care of you all their lives <laughs> yeah. and you have been their focus to let, go. to let them go. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. You know, and see them make their own mm. mistakes trying to come together. Yeah. But so they have to process that. Yeah. And that mm. may be emotional for a lot of moms, especially. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and some dads, but right. it's mostly but moms, the moms, yeah. you know, to be able to let go. Right. You know, because the kids, if they're loved and know it, they're going to know that the parents are always there for them. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, true. but it, it's, it's just learning to become your one new unit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And one thing that we've done that uh, has helped couples is we encourage them to get a vision statement for their family. Yeah. Mm. In other words, what it, what is it that your family stands for? What is it that you want your legacy to look like? Yeah. Someone defined legacy this way: legacy is the
2: influence you have on a generation. Yeah.
1: it's the is the influence that you have on a generation that you'll never see. Mm. So when I speak to my grandkids. I'm actually thinking about their grandkids because mm. I'll never see their grandkids more than likely. Yeah. But I can put legacy into my grandkids that will affect how they treat their kids' kids. Mm. But the other thing that we do when we're working with a couple who doesn't really have any boundaries to know how they stand,
3: mm-hmm.
1: is put them through a vision workshop. Yeah. What, is, what does your vision look like? What are your core values? And what is your mission What's statement? To you? Each one of those things are different.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Vision is a big picture. You know, what do I want to look like in 10 years from now as a couple? Yeah. My core values are what are those things that are important to us as a couple? Money's not necessarily important. What's more important is that I, that I serve. What's mm-hmm. more important is that I take care of those around me. What's more important is that I'm part of the church or whatever that might look like. Mm-hmm. And then the mission is how do I make that thing happen? Mm-hmm. What are the steps involved, specific steps to get from what I see, big picture, to make it a reality tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of couples don't know how that works, sure. so we take them through that sometimes. They
2: they'll talk the language, but yeah. they don't. This is this one yeah. couple; they couldn't talk the language because you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of general fluff. Yeah. No specific steps. Yeah. 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 Break so it that's down to make it easy.
1: We do. Yeah. 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 And that takes that's a and segue. And it's changeable. In some ways, but it works. It's not
2: like set in stone because they think, what happens if we can't do it? Right. Change it. Yeah, Adjust it. Your mm-hmm. seasons of marriage will change. So just adjust it to
0: what works. Yeah. That
2: you're moving forward and not being stuck or going yes. backwards. Yeah.
0: I like that, too, because it does create, like, framework. I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. my mom had this printout on the refrigerator that was, like, the rules of our household. And I just remember it was mm. simple stuff like, I will not lie um, mm-hmm. because I am full of truth, or I mm-hmm. will not this, or I will not that. And I can't think of them right now. But I remember standing in the kitchen, you know, when we'd all just be hanging around, and I would just, you know, be staring at the fridge, and I would just be reading it. And I still remember those little seeds of principles right. going in my heart, right. and that became like core values that ruled in my heart because mm-hmm. I just encountered it so really. much standing in my kitchen, you know. And so stuff like that is like we underestimate how impactful things like are. that is yeah. but it does create like guardrails it yes. creates an expectation means, of this yeah. is what's normal and healthy for my family in my home but you know the you scary know?
1: part Jen, is that a lot of couples don't know what their core values are
0: yeah and the kids don't they, know don't,
1: they don't know what they stand for mm-hmm.
0: they, just they
2: don't rules. know the purpose
1: of their marriage and um, that's part of what we can do to help mm. and we only work with couples in the church by the way because okay. there's enough issues within the church that keeps <laughs> us more than enough busy yeah but again until they understand what they stand for mm-hmm. and what they're redeemed by, and what you know what that should look like going forward, mm-hmm. it's hard to have them set boundaries because they yeah. don't know what what the boundary around.
0: Right. They have no idea. Right, right, right. So that's
1: another thing that we get involved with.
0: Okay, and I love um, something that a friend of mine, who's a, a family therapist, would say. Um, she would uh, she talked about boundaries, and mm-hmm. she said that boundaries are, and this is great for in laws and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. and let me preface it. Okay. A lot of people think boundaries. Is really a pretty fancy, justifiable word for walls. I'm putting up walls. And that's not true. Like, boundaries are in place because they're the lines that we draw so that I can safely love you and safely love me at mm-hmm. the same time.
1: Good yeah. point. That's, I like the way yeah. you put that. Yeah. Right. That's Isn't
0: that good. great? She, I totally, I didn't come up with that. So she, that was my friend, Jessica. She's a counselor and she told me that. And I was like, you know, that's such a healthy way to look at boundaries it because yes. it reminds me the purpose of this is so I can stay in relationship with you, that's right. you know? And so with in-laws, those boundaries will change when I'm under my parents' roof then the boundaries are very different. They have a right to tell me when to be home. Mm -hmm. When I'm a married woman, I'm sorry. I'm going to be home when I want to be home.
3: See you, mama. Or what you and
0: your husband decided on. Right, yeah, exactly. And so anyways, um, that was something I wanted to mention is the importance of boundaries. Okay, so with in-laws, I I think that's great. Boundaries are important. You can still do it in a way that honors your parents, but your primary concern is you now are trying to build a life with your spouse. My family of choice. Yes. Yeah. And that and I liked what you said right. about how the your wife's voice is always gonna have the greater strength of impact yes. than your parents' Correct. voices as a Correct. married person. That's part of covenant. Yeah, it is. And it's important because we've seen people who they get stuck if there's conflict with the parents yes. or there's conflict between the parents and the the spouse. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Shoot, now I have to pick sides. No. You know? And my, no. my husband was so wise when he counseled a, a friend through this, he was like, Listen, You're not growing old with mom and dad. You're growing old with with your wife. That's right. You've got to go home to her arms, not mom and dad's arms. So you need a first choice, choose your wife, you know, and then trust the Lord with this one, you know, and that is difficult. It is difficult. difficult.
1: If I get old, I want my wife to push me in a wheelchair, not my parents. Yeah. Because more likely they won't be there.
0: Exactly. She will. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And so. Yeah. I was going to say
2: something when you, I forgot what you just said, but. Um, when, when it comes to your parents and stuff, don't, when you're having marital issues, oh, yeah. don't go running to your parents. Yeah. Don't go running to family members. Mm-hmm. Because they have a it, bias. They have a yeah. built yeah. in? Yes. Bias. And you could be made up and they're still going to remember and they're going to throw it back and it's going to skew mm-hmm. things and That's it's going right. to be uncomfortable. And yeah. it just goes forward. Yeah. Because they may not have the same capability of handling situations that
1: you're growing or the, into or and the learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And the scripture's true. clear, we are to leave our parents and cleave to our wives. Mm-hmm. There's wisdom in that thought process.
0: Yeah,
2: there is. Okay. But but that's also when you go to a counselor or you go to trusted people that you know that are a little far longer than, and they're making it through their stuff mm-hmm. those are the people you want to hear from mm-hmm. yeah you know and for us in, in the church yeah. it's,
0: it's biblically minded people yeah. there's fruit in yeah. their life that you can look point right. to yeah. yeah okay so let's dig into communication this okay. is a huge one um when we came to you i didn't know well no 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 let me rephrase that I could suspect communication <laughs> was some of our issue, but it showed up in so many uh, symptomatic second-degree issues that it took some work to figure out exactly what communication. There's lots of we layers in there
1: that you had to cut yeah. through.
0: Yeah, yes. because communication is emotion, it's conviction, it's, it's boundaries, boundaries, it's, it's expectations, rolling of the eyes, all it's... the things. Yeah. So yeah. with communication, um, you guys had talked about to us, which this became kind of a game changer for us. The difference between a head response, a logic response, and a heart response when mm-hmm. someone 's communicating, so for example, for my listeners, um, there when my husband and I would have a conflict um, used to be we would just for some reason and you can't you can 't articulate it, but you just aren 't seeing eye to eye and you can 't figure out how to get there. you just it just blows up into a big mess, mm-hmm. and you 're like, what just happened? All I did was try to share my feelings, you know. And and you'd walk away from it just confounded. You know, like, what the heck just happened here? And never quite could figure it right. out. So after we went and talked with you, there I remember a few distinct moments when things blew up, and I walked away, and I was like, what just happened? And I thought about it, and I realized I had been communicating from my heart, and I was needing a heart response from him. Mm-hmm. Something of empathy, something of I see you, I hear you, you feelings matter but he gave me a logic response well mm-hmm. that's not the facts here's the facts and the right. facts are this and this so then i felt totally unheard um and and it that's why it blew up cuz i wasn't feeling heard so then as a female i keep trying i keep pushing the matter then he's like <laughs> you're <laughs> nagging you know so yeah. it just <laughs> you're trying to say tell, tell him the same story different ways hoping one of those ways yeah and he was like, Glazed over. I'm done. I can't handle this. I already gave you all the facts, woman. Yes. What more do you need from me, <laughs> Preach it, so, sister? Right. Yeah. So okay. So how does a couple recognize a um, a logic response versus a heart response? What are the maybe the identifying markers of that? Mm-hmm. And then Good and point. how do they how do they work with that so it can free up their communication?
1: Let me jump. Let me start Let me on this one. Uh, Proverbs 4:21 says, "Guard your heart, for out of it come the issues of life." Mm. The word H-E-A-R-T is mentioned over 900 times in the Old and New Testament. Did you know that? Nope. Over 900 times. That's a lot. The whole heart issue. And a heart issue is basically at the core of what I stand for.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not every relationship or not every communication that I have needs to be a heartfelt communication. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a business situation, right. I'm doing a presentation, that's not time for what we call heart talk. Right. <laughs> that's time for logic talk. Yeah. Okay. Money's not working like it should. Uh, things are going backwards and they should be going forward. That's where you talk finance, strategy, and so forth. And that, that has its place, and it has its rightful place. Yeah. But a heart talk is more involved when it comes to intimate relationships, intimate communication,
3: mm-hmm.
1: intimate discussions with a person who's, in, in my case, the most important person to me, who's, who is my wife. So heart talk is more of the nature that says, how do I make us better?
0: Mm-hmm. How
1: do I make us safe? And feelings, often...
0: Feelings talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. Often, a
1: heart talk comes back to me. So if I ask the question to Andy, how do I make us better? She comes back to me and says, well, if you weren't so damn da-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> da, well, that's not the answer I'm looking for necessarily, but that's mm-hmm. the answer that I need to address. Yeah, Because the reality says, sometimes the reason she's not safe is because I'm not being safe for her. Right. She can't trust me because I'm not trustworthy. Mm. So heart, Walk, uh, heart talk has a lot to do with being trustworthy and being safe. Mm. And in a relationship, that's where the meat of the matter is, learning how to become safe and talk safe and to present myself in a safe manner.
2: Right. Okay. Let me let me go in a. Uh, Real key, let's keep things as practical as possible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Most men will talk from the head. Sure. That's just their and natural bent. That's how, we're driven. That's that's how yeah. they're wired. Yeah, that's we how check, they're wired. We check, we check Fix the problems, yes. check boxes. Yeah. And then move on. Yeah. And move on. Next Next, next, issue. next you know, mm-hmm. yeah. we are dwellers. Our emotional makeup is in that part of it. Let's even go back to being a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the in you get circumcised on the eighth day because your your blood levels are better at clotting and that's Mm -hmm. why the jewish babies were circumcised there's a reason for that Mm -hmm. in the in the later term of your pregnancy um you have a the boys have a testosterone wash that kind of separates their brain Mm -hmm. girls don't Mm -hmm. so they operate differently, completely so differently different from us. Of, yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. we we have an emotional connective highway that is is intelligence. It's the normal brain stuff, and it's also emotions and everything. Our whole body is wired together. Mm-hmm. Theirs isn't, but mm-hmm. because and that has to go with our roles, and that's a whole nother. That's a whole, that's another a whole another episode. Yeah, yeah that's a whole, like whole six other episodes episode here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so when when you're dealing with that, and you're also dealing with wounds Mm -hmm. because if my husband has been wounded in his heart by his parents or people you know he's going to have that thing locked down anyway so he's going to operate solely out of
0: his brain now in my in our case and well hold on because when someone has a lot of wounds their default is to protect protect their their heart heart. and shut it down right so they're not likely to access a lot of heart talk or heart feels or all that because it's safer to go from the brain, yes. and they okay. don't have the words, and they don't they, have the words yeah. because they've
2: cut off their feelings,
0: right? Yeah, you
2: know, and men are walking around, you know, and they think they have a they're relationship with the Lord, but they they have no idea what they're missing mm. because they have cut their emotions off. They don't even have when I, during some of my healing process, I was given a list of feeling words, because mm-hmm. I had locked myself down mm-hmm. with all the abuse, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know how to articulate what I was feeling. I was numb, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and even there are men that don't know how to articulate feelings because they have protected themselves all their lives, right. so when you're getting into an intimate relationship, you know, I'm wanting you to fix my hurt. I want those wounds loved and softened and cuddled Mm -hmm. and he has no idea how to do that
0: right right you
2: know and so and that's that's the basis of a lot of miscommunication because we are talking from wanting to connect with our husband and he's just going to give you a cerebral answer yeah you know just a practical application Mm -hmm. intelligent you know and you're like well that doesn't do anything or if (laughs) you want to get to the emotional issues Uh that you're That's the problem.
0: Yeah, he can't relate. Right, so he shuts you off. (laughs) So, so a solution. What would be a practical solution? Because a lot of people find themselves in that position. I know for me, it helped when I would walk away and I identified. Oh, I was looking for a heart response, and he gave me logic. So then I could go back to him, which usually it was diffused by then. It was calmed down, Mm -hmm. and I'd say, Hey, I think the reason it blew up is because I was looking for a heart response from you because I was talking about my feelings. And you gave me logic. And so can we try this again? Because I really want your heart to hear me, you know? And so then he was like, Oh, and it actually was easier for him. Cause he's like, now I know what to do to succeed.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. And you've made but, the distinction between mm-hmm. one and the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister, as you know, or the, you know, prime, prime minister, minister of, for, England. For, of England for years and years. And when, when they asked her, what is the secret of your success? Your not marriage. only as a prime marriage, not prime minister, but also in your marriage. And she said this: she said, when I'm holding court and I'm overseeing business decisions, I'm in charge, and I know it, and I, make, I know that my word is the final word. So I, I, I make decisions based on that knowledge, and, but,
2: position.
1: and position. But when I get home, my husband and I work things together, mm. because I understand that I married a man that I will live with for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and it's important to me that we, we look at things on an equal footing. Mm. So she made the distinction. She understood that when you get into a business situation, it's all about head mm-hmm. head talk. When you get into a family, familiar situation, it's about heart talk, it's about feelings, it's about addressing issues that are beneath the surface that don't mm-hmm. necessarily come out comfortably. Right, right. Yeah.
2: But it's also helping to teach the husband, you know, I'm not here to argue. I'm here, you yeah. know, this is not an argumentative thing. I want you to hear what I'm having to say. I want you to know yeah. what's in my heart, what my yeah. feelings are. And
1: that's something I've had to learn personally. Um, with Andy, um, everything at one point was always head talk, mm-hmm. always. But Again, i've had to learn yeah, yeah. against my wife if, or towards my wife but what i've had to learn even just recently we're working on an outdoor project and she had never felt safe working with me outside before mm-hmm. just doing things when i'm literally running the show because i always go after her with my head mm-hmm. but i've had to realize that if i want her to feel safe i've got it i've got to know when to switch i've got to know when to get out of my head and get into my heart
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think for su- successful biblical men we have to understand when we make that switch over
0: Well, what does that switchover look like? Give me practical because for people, they won't necessarily know what that looks like.
1: Well, for example, we are working on an outdoor kitchen right now and Mm -hmm. Andy's helping me do some of the epoxy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on our countertops. And I assume that because she's been watching me, she knows what I'm doing. (laughs) So my assumption would say, babe, just stop asking questions and just do this and this. this." Mm -hmm. But the reality is, babe, what is it that I can help make sure you understand before I expect you to do it right? Mm. So to answer your question, I instead have to, of
2: barking.
1: Yeah, instead of barking. Well, <laughs> barking that. Let's just get I, real here. <laughs>
2: but, I,
1: but I have to I have to drop assumptions. Uh, to yeah. Drop my assumptions. I don't know how to do that And stuff. I have to drop my expectations. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure that we're on the same level ground before I ask of her for her help. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes her safe.
2: Mm-hmm. For
1: years, she wouldn't come out with me.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Or if I ask a question, he's thinking... I've screwed up. Uh, this is you know, and he gets mad because mm-hmm. he's been working so hard and he might have and I don't know. I was like, mm-hmm. Is that hole supposed to be there? You right. know? And he'll get mad at me and it's uh-huh. like that's why I don't know. And then come she walks at, back to yeah, the house. Right, I'm not right, right. Deal with So part this.
1: of part of what I've had to learn to do is to drop my defenses,
2: mm.
1: and like I said, switch from head to heart, and say, mm-hmm. okay, babe, I, that's a good point, I'm glad you said that.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm not
2: there to cut him off at his knees, but
0: yeah. that's right. how he received it. So really, mm. for you to have gotten into heart, you have to stop seeing it just through your lens, yeah. you see it through well, her lens, too. And the other too. thing I have to and know, try too. try to yeah. overreach, you're
2: learning a new language. I'm learning
0: his it head is. language, yeah. he's learning my heart language. Right.
2: And right. I
1: also have to realize that I've got blind spots. I and do I don't too. see them. Right, right. Because that's why they're called blind spots. <laughs> So for her to call me out on some stuff is really what a partner should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I see something that you don't see. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. And so if I really want to be safe for her, I can say, well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that's something worth looking at.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, So I have to recognize that in humility and in teachability, I've got to receive what she says to me. Even though it's not the way I see life, right. but she sees things in a perspective that I don't
0: have. Right, that's so good. Okay, so heart and head, and that takes some time to get used to that. But I feel like I feel like for us, a big indicator that a heart response is necessary is whenever there's any conversation that goes into feelings yes. or even just processing inner thinking. Like, I feel like a lot of time processing the inner thinking, for me anyways, yeah. tends to require a heart response. At least listen and understand. Because we yeah. want understanding. Right. And understanding usually requires an empathetic response, which mm-hmm. is a heart response. Logic, for us, has come down to, babe, I don't know what to do about this. Da, 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 da. What yeah. would you Car do? Car won't
1: work. Uh, lock my keys in the house. I can't yeah. get back to the house. How yeah. You, yeah. I, think of, I think of heart as feelings. I think of head as logic. That's how I make that distinction. Practical
0: function. Practical stuff, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't need heart talk when I can't find my keys.
0: Right. Yeah. Or if we're going to
2: paint a room, it's like, okay, what do we need? What how are we going to do yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's, it doesn't not, require that's not that's not feeling.
1: Right. That's logistics.
2: Yeah. Now Different picking story. the color might be yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't like blue. Yeah. I don't like green. <laughs> like well, too bad, woman. <laughs> okay,
0: so now I did kind of switch these. I did them in reverse on accident. So heart and logic, it's important to recognize the difference of those, but even sometimes before we can get to that or even for me to be be able to process what just happened, To recognize, oh, I needed a heart response. I had to go and do what we call heart care. Right. Right. And so you guys taught us that before you can have heart talk, which is where you're talking heart to heart with someone, guards are down, empathy is present, there's compassion, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you have to do heart care, which is where... Maybe I have a reaction, and instead of our, our human instinct is to, I blame you for my reaction because you caused this reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have reacted
2: unless you did that.
0: Right, and that's True that's fault. really a deflection. It's right. blaming them for my behavior. So instead, what I need to do is go away and do what's what you guys describe as heart care, mm-hmm. where I... Do a self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. Why did I feel that way? Why did I react that way? Where exactly. is that coming from? Right. And once I have peace, because I've settled my own mm. responsibility, then I can go back with my new revelation. So I kind of summarize we you it for little, you. Right. I know. I'm yeah. like, man, I I'm just answered this question. Yeah. I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, now I actually did kind of mm. grow up with that. I grew. That was kind of built into me. Some. I didn't have that language for mm. it, right. but I did have that habit and that practice. To some measure, to
2: self-aware. A little yes, very. Yeah.
0: I was way more self-aware. I feel like he wasn't taught to do that, so no, he's he had to learn to do that. Yeah, and I had to learn to be patient. And that's yes. part of the
1: relearning we talked about earlier. Yes, the yeah. Putting off the old and putting on the the new. Exactly. Sort of yeah. Because
0: yeah. I I was expecting him to function like my family did. Yes. Where all of exactly. us there's were,
2: those expectations. Exactly that,
0: yeah. right. <laughs> And so I had to learn to own, okay, my expectations you own your
1: stuff, yeah. are
0: unrealistic because he doesn't have the same tools my family did no. because we were taught differently, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I had to come at him differently, more patiently, more graciously. Right. And so what would you guys say to people who've never heard the concept, heart care and heart talk, what would be maybe some key pointers for that of how to begin to develop that discipline?
1: Well, let me go back to Proverbs 4 that we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. Proverbs 4.21. Guard your heart for out of it come the issues of life. Mm -hmm. So, someone said it very well. My heart, my job. Your heart, your job.
2: When I first heard (laughs) that, I was like, what?
1: Yeah. So, in other
2: words,
1: (laughs) I can help my wife with her heart, Mm -hmm. but in a sense, I can only help her so far far, because it's really her heart. Now, what I can do, if we're going through an issue... And she needs to do heart care. Mm -hmm. What I can do is I can keep the kids from seeing her. I can keep other distractions, phone, so forth and so on, Mm -hmm. doorbells. So what my job becomes at that point is, okay, babe, I'm going to let you have the time that you need because that's what you've asked of me. Mm -hmm. Go and do what you have to do. And then when we're better, we'll come back together. Yeah. The other thing that strikes me is that also. There's a a
2: humility in that. There is. There's a humility going, I need... I need, to I need time. I need, I need time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you not, need to verbalize that. Yeah. Yeah. Always verbalize. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, Can't read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I yeah. tell. You know, um, I said, we've got an issue here. I said, right now I'm hurting. And yeah. I, you know, That's time out, practical. it's time, like it's time out. Yeah. You know, we'll come together tomorrow, but I need some time away. I need to process yeah. what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, where it's coming from and how can I change that. But mm-hmm. I picked
1: up on something you just said, babe, I will come back to you tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, the problem yes, too often that's
0: important. couples
1: yeah. get into is okay, I'm going to do heart care. I'll see you in three months. Yeah, yeah.
0: or they just never come back to it. Exactly. exactly. Or it
1: somehow gets buried under the rug. It just stacks up.
0: Yeah.
1: But the other thing about heart care that I really like is out of Psalm 51. It uh, says this a couple of verses. It says starting in verse one, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away my trans uh, my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Now, in verse um, 20, uh, verse 10, it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit that will sustain me.
3: Mm.
1: So part of heart care is saying, God,
2: come in, come in, show me what's wrong. Yeah. Shine me, your light on where yeah. it's at. Give me a
1: balanced perspective here. Yeah. Don't let me see it from my perspective. Let me see it from your perspective. Yeah. Let me hear it from my wife's perspective. Again, that question I would ask earlier, what does it feel like to be married to me?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What are some of the things that I make just by natural default, make it hard for her? Mm-hmm. So God, come in here, give me a pure heart. Let me see things the way you see them. Let me be teachable in humility Give me a new perspective and let me learn to grow into that new place. Mm-hmm. And I would say to Andy often, "What do I have to do to become a better husband for you?" That's a loaded question yeah. because, in effect, what I'm saying is, "Babe, it's all yours. Take your shots. I'm an open book. Come after me." Yeah. But I do it because I trust her and I feel safe with her. Mm-hmm. So when I ask that question, yeah, it's put not the
2: shotgun up. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's not to say you know, take yeah. your best shot. No. It's to say, babe, help me become a better husband mm. and a better man so I can become a better covering mm. and a better leader for you.
3: Yeah.
1: And that, most guys in my
3: oh, yeah, experience you can, yeah. won't, they don't won't go there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We've given, I've, we run about 20 guys every other week. We have a man's group that we're, we're uh, going through a book right now by Jimmy Evans called The Four Love Laws. And before we did this, this study, I said to the guys, here's a 25-question survey. I want you to take it. Uh-huh. I also want you to give it to your wife and I want her to take it and I want mm-hmm. you to come back with both of your scores.
3: How many guys you, did it? Your
1: highest it? score is 25, your lowest score is zero.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Two guys took it. Wow. And I've done this three times.
3: And they guys just
1: To the same group? It, it, yes. These are biblical men that love Jesus. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go there.
0: They're terrified of they facing terri- down their yes.
1: failure? Uh, no, No, so it's more they're their wives.
0: wives. <laughs> In
1: fact, yeah. In fact, they don't what, want
0: to face their wives. One of, the,
1: uh-huh. one of the wives said, hey, I'm not your mother. I'm not gonna do this. And really? I said, Yeah, and I said I to thought,
3: him, wow. him And I said and yeah. I said to
1: him as if I was speaking to her, I said, You don't need a mother here, but you need someone who will carry you in your blind spots and help you become a better man. And how else will you know
0: yes. unless you
1: ask the right questions? What
0: woman in her right mind is gonna say, I don't wanna do this? Wow, well, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. So anyway, most men that I know of that love Jesus uh-huh. and that are committed to accountability still won't do the survey on themselves because they don't want to know what the end result looks like.
0: Oh, interesting. Which is kind of sad Yeah. when you think about it. I know because it's kind of like that school of thought that's like, if I don't look at the problem, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yes. I just kind of <laughs> All it is
2: is growing bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's there. Yeah.
0: It's just growing an ugly head. Just like head. a weed. Yep. It's just a
2: weed. Yep. You know, if yeah. you don't get the roots up. You're going to be dealing with that week for the rest of your life.
0: Okay, so let me give an example of one thing that I experienced that helped me. Actually, it was shortly after we learned this from Mm -hmm. you. And there was a situation where I had messaged. It was a group thread. It was actually y'all.
3: Oh,
1: great. (laughs) So
0: I learned this from you guys. But I learned it. It was my baggage. You know what I mean? So God used you to help me learn this. So I had sent the four of us a message that was like, "Hey, when are we gonna when are we gonna get together?" I'm sorry, I should have told you this before. I'm recording an episode about it. Go for it. Um. Oh gosh. Anyways, <laughs> so anyways, so I had sent the four of us like, "Hey, when are we gonna get together?" Well, I think I think you ended up Pat messaging Stephen privately like, "Hey, when are we gonna meet up?" Cause Probably. You were that trying like to me. be the men to yes, initiate to the initiate thing, right? That, right? And we
2: were. I'm trying to let them because that's what needed yes, to be done. Yes. Right.
0: And so, well, I, later, Stephen was like, well, Pat messaged me and said, we're going to go ahead and do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, why didn't he just respond to the group thread? Why did he ignore me? Why did he message you? You know, and I started to be like, Hmm. why was I just ignored? You know, and so, so I actually. And and because of what you were going through, that's tough. That, that was it was totally what I was legitimate feeling sure was. right and but I was able to I was able to recognize when I took the time because oh. I, re, I I had a strong reaction I, I went into the bathroom and cried about it oh, no. and I, well no 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 and so I, I was able to take what you guys taught me and I was like, okay Jen, this reaction does not it's not appropriate for what just happened It's way over the top yeah. <laughs> And so I was like clearly there's a button that's been pushed and this is what you guys taught us was when you have a reaction, there's a reaction because there's a button that's being there's pushed. There's source somewhere. Yeah, and the yes. button is there because there's a lie you're believing. Correct. And so I was able to take the guidance that you guys had given me, and I said, okay, what lie am I believing that's causing me to have this reaction? Because I knew in my head, I was like, I know Pat and Andy, and Pat's probably trying to teach Stephen how to be the man and take initiative mm-hmm. with these kind to of things, you know? lead the that. wife. And so my head knew that, but my heart was having another experience, Got you know? It. So I was able to identify the lie in my heart that was you're just the wife. You don't my my ministry yeah. experience. Yes. You're yeah. just the that's wife. Your default. Yeah, that was yeah. my default from years yeah. of ministry, right? You're just the wife. You don't matter. You're invisible. Which is so It's untrue. a man's job, right? Yeah. So I was able to recognize, oh, that's a lie. That's actually coming from way over here. That's, right. that's not true of this situation, and that's, that's right. definitely not true of their heart. And so I was able to dry the tears. Own it, move on, not an issue. And that's why I never brought it up because mm. I knew it was totally all Fine. on my yeah. end. Got it. But it made me realize how, because my reaction, I wanted to text back with a snarky response. Because <laughs> I didn't uh, know that. I did. And well, that's why I was like, okay, Jen, you got to own your heart here. What's going on? And so, because I had been so programmed for so long. Right. To be bypassed over that, I had that defense response, and so right. I was super grateful for those practical tools to be able to apply that. And then it, it was just ironic that it was from a conversation <laughs> with y'all, but it did also—I know, now. and wow, that's why I never funny. brought it up because it was my stuff. Except now it that now
1: that we're stuff. live, you tell me.
0: Now that we're live, I'm sorry. I love that's it. not the way to do it. No, that's fine. Um, but no, I—we're
2: proud of you. I know. Well, yeah. and
0: it made me appreciative it's because funny. it felt like a safer place. To have that messy moment, you know yes. what I mean? Because I knew if I did bring it up, you guys would have happily been able to have oh, that
3: yeah. conversation
0: yeah. in a way that was understanding. So anyways, but for me it was a game changer. That interaction was nice. actually a really a gift to me because I was able to it was very it was the formula. Like the formula mm-hmm. was so clear, mm-hmm. like you had a overreaction, what's the button, what's the lie? Mm-hmm. And then how do how do you own that lie? And so I was able to correct that lie with the truth. Like you're not invisible, mm-hmm. you do matter. They The guys were trying to be the men and trying to take leadership and you need to honor that and appreciate that not take a lie. You know what I mean? There's a
1: difference between reacting and responding. Mm -hmm. When I react, I react out of pain. Mm -hmm. When I respond, I respond out of empathy. Yeah. And so you're reacting where you should have been responding and I don't mean to... Right, right. Yeah.
2: But that's just, no, that's just a clinical... And that's that's what we say to a lot of
1: couples. Are you reacting right now or are you responding? And if you're reacting, why? Mm -hmm. What is it to your point that you made a moment Mm -hmm. ago, what is it Where's that button in there that, that's just that red light just going flash, 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 flash? What yeah. is that thing and where is that coming from? What lie fed that light that makes it flash? Right. That's got you all in a panic. Right. When the reality is, I don't want to react. Mm-hmm. I don't want to respond. Right. Because I, don't, I will never change my wife in the way she sees me by the way I react to her. Uh-huh. I only change my wife in the way she sees me and how I respond to her. Right. And that's what I've had to learn lately. Right,
2: right. And it's right. good to take it back to your husband. And go, you know what? I just realized. Yeah. Because it also helps them to understand you, mm-hmm. where that button is, and to where maybe they can maybe identify some of the things they do to actually trip up that button too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, and, and it causes uh, yeah. more conversation. Right. And, you know, because in part of the heart talk is, you know, when I express my feelings, I don't spend like an hour. It's like three sentences or four. <laughs> no more than that. You know,
1: because to, the reason for that is yes. because theoretically, what I'm, as you learn,
2: uh-huh.
1: I'm supposed to respond back to her. This is what I heard you say. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So I, I feel like you. Let's just use it as, as yeah, use as an example. Yeah, use my situation. You know, I felt like I was secondhand trash, if you will. I felt like I wasn't worth my, my was the value of my opinion. Mm-hmm. I felt like uh, I was just overlooked. over Everything else. And what I heard you just say is boom, 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 mm-hmm. okay? But if you give me a long dossier of things, I can't give you a succinct response. Right. And what you want to know in heart talk is not only are you free to talk to me mm-hmm. and share your heart, but I, should, I need to have the right as the receiver to come back and say, this is what I heard you say. Right. This is correct. Have no, I didn't hear that. You, you didn't mean this. You meant this. Okay, I'm sorry. This is what I heard you say. Because right. what that does, it enhances communication. Yeah. I don't assume on what you're saying. I've told you back what I heard you say. Right. Now, I don't have to necessarily agree with it, but I have to let you understand that I'm hearing your heart.
0: Right, right. Now,
1: how I change is my, uh, that's my choice,
3: mm-hmm.
1: creating me a clean heart. I have to be able to, to come back to you and become safe. Right. But I can't do that unless you understand that, you've, that I've heard you. Right. You have to know that, I, okay, he heard me, he knows what's going on, now it's his choice as to how he handles the situation, How he yeah. handles the response. And yes. if he
2: doesn't know, he can say, I don't know what you need. Because a lot of men, yeah. especially in the big, I don't know how to help you. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to tell them what you need. Right. And even if you don't know, just say, well, I don't know. I need to think about that. You need
0: figure yeah. that out. And have some
2: more heart care. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that's really... For me, I began to realize, especially after that moment, like yeah. as much as it, and I never told it to you guys because it yeah. became a good thing. It wasn't something that, that needed to be learned. addressed. Yes, yeah. it was good. But for me, it was like, it made me realize, especially even as you're saying, as you express your hurt or your experience, it needs to be brief. I could never make it brief with <laughs> Steven because yeah. I had never done heart care. That's right. I was processing with as Steve. you're talking. Yeah. Yes, and as I was talking. Yeah. And that's not helpful for him. He's yeah. confused by the end no, of it, you know? exactly. And, and then I'm there's like, all well, these other things that come in. is like, oh, and remember, you know, right. That's so what we Right, so he's like overwhelmed and whatever. So what I'm saying to my listeners and what I really gleaned from their wisdom and my experience was heart care is essential because it allows mm-hmm. me to it's achieve. It's a prerequisite. Yeah, oh, it yeah. really is. It has to be because... I've embarrassed myself Mm -hmm. going and responding out of pain and then sorting it all out, but now all my junk is in front of whoever I just had to process with. Whereas (coughs) if I do it privately, I can own it, I can put the pieces together, figure out what was my responsibility Mm -hmm. and where they could have maybe (laughs) done something different. And then I could come with a succinct thought that is clear and helpful to both of us.
3: (laughs) And it's just more
0: mature, right? So anyway, so the heart care is a game changer, taking heart care before you have a heart talk. So, okay, last thought on that because this is getting long too. We need to let you guys get to your appointment. Is, how long it have is been 421. On I know. How
3: long have we
1: been on We
0: just talk, and we just talk. It's 45 minutes. So. Really? So much for the 20 minutes, huh? I know. My gosh. Okay, so, so we're going to – I know. I've been talking too much. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode. The last point, though, you guys had made with communication is how essential – listening is? Mm-hmm. What would be the one thing you'd leave our listeners with about listening?
1: Um, I've taught seven habits for highly effective people for years mm. with Stephen Covey. And one of the things he says that has just been a game changer for me, like you said earlier,
3: mm-hmm.
1: do I listen with the intent of responding or do I listen with the intent of understanding?
3: Yeah.
1: And too often I was listening for the intent to respond back.
3: Mm.
1: You know, <coughs> sorry, you've got your defenses up well, I'm coming after a girlfriend. So here we go. <laughs> go, go, go. As opposed to, what is it you're not saying that your body language is all over me about mm-hmm. um, if I hear and we've seen this before we've been in, in different classes with different people where we've been teaching and um, sh- one example comes to mind real quick and that was a lady who was saying "I me the husband was saying, our marriage is doing great, things are fine and he was remember he was sitting behind her <clears throat> we were in a big long oh, table yes,
2: and she started
1: and she was right in front of him, and this guy was we have a great marriage. Nothing could be better than what we have right now. And she was in front of him. He could not see her, Uh but she was just holding back the tear of me. And and I was like, oh my gosh, this poor woman. And I said to this gentleman, I said, you know, you don't know it right now because you can't see her, but she is a broken mess right now. Mm -hmm. And she's hearing the same thing that you're saying is working that she knows otherwise. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And I I wasn't, we didn't do that to embarrass him, Mm -hmm. but to call him out and say, you know what? You think your marriage is doing well,
2: mm-hmm. You're out of but touch. what I
1: see in front of me says otherwise. But
2: yeah. so we had a right to in that setting yes. because it was. They gave a us deep, the permission. It was a deep dive class to begin with. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, there's and when we do a deep dive, there's no more than four couples, yeah. and yeah. we go after. The we deep. go after. And it so for it's 16 already weeks. understood because yes. we give them an orientation yeah. of what to expect,
0: so they can back out yeah. if they're right. Not ready. All bets are off. So, but for him to be so out of touch with oh. his wife's state means he I know. wasn't listening well.
1: Not he, no, he wasn't. Not not. He not was not.
0: He wasn't drawing out her heart.
1: No, and he didn't care about her heart. Mm. That was the other part. He didn't. It was care. all
0: about
2: self-preservation yeah. because of his mm. wounds, yeah. right. which began. I make our,
1: the money, therefore I will do what I want to do, it and whatever was done, it's up with to his you.
2: Father, who was yes. a pastor, who was abusive, mm. who yeah. and he had a horrible life, and then he went into the marines. And it you know, just further exacerbated things. Yeah, and mm. so and so then he's now in a marriage <clears throat> and it was it, it yeah. took a lot of work and yeah. it's still being worked on. It is but he's made progress.
0: Yeah. So the key of listening, you guys would say, is is not listening to respond, listening to understand yes. from the other person's perspective. Correct. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's power. That in that in itself, if people get that principle, like that's a game changer. On and communication. don't do it alone.
2: If you can't do it alone, get help. Yeah. From somebody that yeah. That knows these kind of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so as far as you guys, um, I don't know if any of my listeners are like, hey, my marriage needs help and I don't know where to find help. Can they reach out to y'all and absolutely. get some get some even direction sure. or possibly yes. even set up a zoom appointment? Sure. So Zoom appointments, uh, we've got resources. Okay, and so how would they go about reaching you?
1: Um my email. Yeah. Okay. That would Pat be Patrcooper at gmail dot com.
0: Okay. Pat R Cooper. At gmail.com. Gmail.com. Okay, that's yeah. easy enough. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking the time. I'm Aww. sorry I've made you late to your next
1: appointment. Can I, can
0: I leave with one? With one? Thought? Yes. Let's do.
1: There's a scripture that I really like. It's in Ephesians chapter five. It's the last verse of Ephesians chapter five, and it says this. It says, however, verse thirty-three. However, each of you must also love his wife, husbands, as he loves himself, and the wife see to it that she respects her husband. Hmm. We heard this a long time ago, and I heard this, God is not a redundant God. He knew exactly what he was talking about, mm. and I thought, what is he talking about? Well, the reality is this, a woman's love language is just that, her love language. She wants to feel safe, she wants to feel secure, cherished. she wants to feel like she's cherished, she's the apple of my eye.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, her, that's her persona. A husband's, or a man's language, is I want to be respected, I want to be left, looked up to, I want to be admired. So with that in mind, go back to the scripture. It says, however, each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself. My language as a man is not to love necessarily as it is to be respected. Mm -hmm. The verse also goes on to say, the wife see to it that she respects her husband. Her language is not respect, it's love. Mm -hmm. So for a good marriage to work, I have to get out of my comfort zone. Mm. I have to get in my wife's comfort zone. She has to get out of her comfort zone and get in the mind. In other mm-hmm. words, for her to learn how to respect me and for me to learn how to love her, I have to get out of my need to be respected and she has to get out of her need to be loved and just do the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn how to love my girl when to me love is not the most important thing to me. Right. She has to learn how to respect her husband when respect is not the most important thing to her. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I have to be a student of my wife.
3: Mm.
1: I have to know what makes her tick. I have to know what's her... Her pleasures, I have to know what her favorite colors are, what her favorite pastimes are, what her favorite dreams look like, what mm-hmm. her favorite visions would look like down the future. And I have to speak into those things yeah. irregardless of what I look like or what I feel like yeah, and vice versa. And yeah.
2: for every couple, those <clears throat> nuances are different. Mm-hmm. And they're
1: significant because Very that's significant. what makes them that couple.
2: So yeah. Five Love Languages is a book.
1: Yeah, by that Gary Chapman. Help.
2: Yeah, by Gary Chapman. Here's your
0: life hack, folks. This that's is right. the this is the recommendation. <laughs> Give it to us. The five
2: love languages, and that's just very very simple, and um, but it's very very profound. And it and just because my love language might be touch, okay, what type of touch? Uh-huh. You know, because for me, some women need lots of touch. Some women don't need that much touch. Yeah, and it fills their cup. Yeah, you know, same with gift giving. Or companionship mm-hmm. you know you need to really go into the specifics of your own relationship because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what works for us is not gonna work for you and, right. and Steven you know so it's yeah. but it's it's under that umbrella mm-hmm. and what works for me doesn't yeah.
1: necessarily work for you babe
2: right, right. It's so I true. have to know you yeah.
1: enough to know that you know what's important to me a tool going to Home Depot is not your favorite thing it is by far one of my favorite things so when, uh, we, when we go out together on a date We don't go to Home Depot on purpose because that doesn't- Unless it's your birthday. This is my birthday. And there we go. Oh, he gets to
2: be we king went, for the yeah, night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I thought, you know, I'm going to change my birthday next time. I let him off easy. Uh-huh. I had to go to seven <laughs> man stores. <laughs> what? And watch a man movie and then went to Chinese Buffet. That's right. Which we like. It anyway, It was the perfect but, yeah. day for me. And it was the perfect day was, for I you. loved it. It was His awesome. Was, he was floating for days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went to Lowe's.
1: We went to Home Depot. We went to Tractor Supply. We went to Harbor Freight. We went to Atkins.
0: Oh, my gosh. I would have been twitching by the end of it. And then we
1: did a couple of others. I forget what they were. but I
2: don't remember I just know it was a blur of men's stores.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I would I would encourage to actually I don't want to miss these other mm. two things you mentioned. For those of you guys looking for some resources, um, they did mention in the last episode, puredesire.org. Yes. Which is great for couples who are maybe at that point where separation is necessary or they feel like that's their only option. Puredesire.org, it, it creates a, a pathway for them to build towards recovery. Correct. While in press, separation. Yeah. Yeah. While Good
2: in crisis or anything. Yes. If you're suffering from addiction, pornography, affairs, mm-hmm. you
0: know, that organization has got all kinds of tools that's and awesome. groups. That's, all over the country. That's a great resource. And then the other book you recommended was yes. The DNA of Relationships. Causes, yes. <laughs> um, Gary Smalley?
1: Gary Smalley, yes. thank you.
0: And that book will
2: open up a lot of conversation because you're going to see yourself in different places. Oh, that's important. That's yeah.
0: important. Okay. So for anyone who's listening, I know a lot of people are going to listen to the marriage episodes because maybe you're an active builder of your marriage or maybe because your marriage is struggling. And I just want you to know, A, you're not alone.
2: Never. Every alone. married yes. person has yes. had
0: the point of struggle. And many more people than you realize have been at the point of is divorce my only oh, yeah. option crisis In crisis yes. yeah mm-hmm. exactly yes. and so if you're in that place i would encourage you feel free to email andy and pat email pat mm-hmm. at pat r cooper r cooper at, at G-mail. gmail.com yeah. um but also like god don't forget that god is that third strand of the covenant oh, yeah. that you made when yes. you got married and the lord had to remind me of that in my marriage and was like listen if i can make it good will you stay and i had to learn how to lean into god's capacity to make things different and it required me to die to how i thought things needed to be done uh-huh. or how i wanted things to be done and take up the lord's the lord's processing in his love um and then to also trust him and leave some things to his doing and take my hands off mm-hmm. and uh and so just don't forget God's involved in this if you'll let him be involved in this and so but yeah reach out to Andy and Pat if you guys find yourself in that place and um they would love to help y'all they're they're great they're anointed for what they do that's what makes them so effective mm-hmm. they're anointed for it so Thank you for coming on the show. I enjoyed it. It was no, great so to have you Sorry awesome. for throwing you under the bus You're on fine. a recording. <laughs> I know. Not I figured it time. wouldn't. I figured it wouldn't. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me listen let's stay connected come follow me on instagram at java with jen where you can follow the latest and say hey it's a really great way to stay in touch many of you have also asked how you can support the show you can make donations through the anchor app or on patreon or of course by sharing rating and reviewing on social media and itunes as well thank you to each of you for your ongoing support your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why i do this Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you. Okay, so for today's life hack, I want to share this set of books that is incredible. I'm going to stay in the vein of marriage. And there's one that's for husbands. It's called If Only He Knew by Gary Smalley. And it's a valuable guide to knowing, understanding, and loving your wife. And the counterpart is for women. It says, for better or for best, a valuable guide to knowing, understanding, and loving your husband. And so the men's one is like written for men in the way men like. It's like very practical, very to-do list, very like function first. And for the women, it's actually a lot more of how to motivate and inspire your husband to be more of what you would love for him to be for you. Because let's be honest, women were really the more demanding side of the relationship. <laughs> Emotionally we have more needs. So, anyways, but I love these books. He actually I referenced his book while I was talking with Andy and Pat in the last episode where he mentioned um in all of his counseling work he found that 97 or 98 or whatever it was, percent of marriages came down to what the male, the husband was not doing. And so that just means guys, need a checklist guys need to know like how many men are actually not taught fundamentally and practically how to be good husbands anymore it used to be a thing that fathers took pride in teaching their sons how to be gentlemen and good husbands but that's not even a thing anymore and so these poor sweet husbands want to do their best they want to succeed and they just don't know what to do so this book is really designed to help them but then they have the women's one to teach us women how to nurture that process, how to use our female influence to persuade and empower our husbands in the best ways. So these books have been super great, and I would definitely, definitely recommend them. So there's your life hack for this week. I hope you guys loved the episode. See you next week. Next week will be Gina Lamorte, celebrity fashion stylist and designer. She's been on Oprah. She's been on um style people watch she's been on in people magazine she was the stylist for people for a long time and so you're going to want to come back and listen cuz she really talks about how to crack open and pursue and work on your dreams she has a whole ministry of how to help people discover and empower them to pursue their dreams it's actually really amazing and she is the sweetest so come back next week to listen for her. All right, catch you later. Enjoy your week, guys. You guys, I'm hiding in my closet trying to get away from the noise of my children to record this for you. anyways, you guys loved last week's episode with Andy and Pat, who are both friends of ours and marriage experts. I call them experts because they have been the most resourceful, helpful people in the way of marriage that we have encountered. So they talked about sex and money last week, and you guys loved that. Well, this week they're hitting some heavier topics, which is in-laws or family culture, family of origin culture, and communication. These are two of the majorly weightiest areas of married couples lives. So we're going to dig deep into this. They've got some really great practical stuff. So you might even want to take notes and share it with a friend. All right, let's cue that intro music.